This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Priya Basija. Priya is the Vice President of Strategic Initiatives at the American Hospital Association. We're going to talk to her this morning about social determinants of health and some of the thoughts of the AHA and her thoughts on these issues and, and what we see about them. Um, Priya, before I tee you up, could I ask you to take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks for the opportunity to talk with you today, Scott. I'm Priya Vestija, and I currently serve, as you mentioned, as Vice President of Strategic Initiatives at the American Hospital Association. And as you know, Scott, we focus on a full range of issues for hospitals and health systems at the AHA, and we have a number of strategic priorities related to policy, advocacy, and member assistance. In my role, I lead a number of initiatives that have been identified by our board or leadership as priorities for the hospital field. That includes a broad variety of efforts spanning from value to personal protective equipment during the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, social determinants of health, which is what we're gonna be discussing today. And so let's, let's follow up on that, on social determinants of health. I mean, as background, the AHA, magnificent work, and never more clearly than during this pandemic. But the AHA itself has become just such a magnificent organization over a long period of time, and it's particularly in the last two decades that I've been watching them. It's just gotten better and better. It's one of the few trade associations I can say that about. Talk to us for a moment about social determinants of health and what you see and some of the perspectives on that. Sure, Scott. And I I would just like to start by saying that, you know, as a hospital field, we really are making progress on social determinants. And the COVID-19 pandemic is accelerating that progress tremendously. Um, So you and many of your listeners will already know that um, 20% of an individual's health is actually determined by access to quality of health care. And 80% of their health is determined by societal factors. So that includes the physical environment they live in, social determinants, so where they're living, working, and playing, um, behavioral factors, and economic factors. So before the COVID-19 pandemic, hospitals were really making good progress in taking on these societal factors. Um, For example, we have data from AHA's Population Health Survey that showed that 77% of hospitals were screening for some or all of their patients Um, for social determinants of health. Um, Over 85% of hospitals had at least one program to address social determinants. So that could be, you know, a program to address a specific health behavior, a transportation issue, or food insecurity, um, or a number of other issues. Um, And 91% of our hospitals were partnering with others in their community on these programs. Um, So we were seeing great progress. And then the COVID-19 pandemic has really just accelerated that progress. Um, And the reason is it's just made the work more important. Um, The nature of how COVID-19 spreads makes it really important to understand where patients are living, where are they working, what are the social circumstances that are factoring into their day-to-day lives. So, you know, if a if a person is an essential worker and they have greater exposure to COVID-19, that factors into how we care for them as a hospital and health system. Um, And we've actually seen some really great data come out. Um, You know, Providence Health, a hospital system based in Washington state and spanning seven states, um, did research that revealed that there were actually 12 social determinants of health that can 
affect COVID-19 outcomes and severity. Um, and I won't read all of them, but some of them included race and ethnicity, um, language barriers, housing security, um, where the employment type or the air quality that an individual is subjected to on a day-to-day -day basis. So that's what we're sort of seeing at a high level. Um, and of course, we have a number of great examples of, of what our hospitals have done um, prior to the pandemic as well as during the pandemic to address social determinants. What do you see long-term in social determinants in hospitals? I mean, you see some hospitals really taking the next step, not just tracking it, but mm -hmm. you see some systems doing mobile food, mobile, you know, to try to address food deserts. You see places like Atrium Health, Northwell Health, trying to invest in local housing for the, the impoverished. Where, where do you see the role of hospitals in this? Or do you think it'll just be a very significant continuum of how hospitals can jump into this? Um, well, I think... I think it will be a continuum, but I think we will see more and more hospitals begin to take it on. And we will also see those hospitals that have already started to take it on will do it at a larger scale. Um, so, you know, all in all, I think we're going to see a spread of this work around social determinants. And I think there are three key ways that hospitals can do this work on societal factors. The first is that hospitals and health systems can address individual patient social needs. So that involves, you know, screening for social needs um, at visits with physicians or when a patient comes into an ER or for a hospital visit, and then documenting those responses in electronic health records. Um, another way that hospitals can take action in this area is to actually address social determinants at the community level by partnering with others in their communities to take on social determinants. So this is where you can see the broader work around creating grocery stores or coming together in partnership to create access to um, food at a larger level during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and then the third area is really that hospitals can come um, together to take on systemic causes of these social inequities that are leading to poor health. So some of those systemic inequities can take the form of racism, sexism, generational poverty. Um, and we've seen hospitals partner with community stakeholders to take these on and to really affect policy, system, environmental and cultural changes that need to be made because they are connected to health. Um, and during the pandemic itself, we've seen hospitals come together to do this. So, for example, Cleveland Clinic, Metro Health, and University Hospitals in the Cleveland area came together to support um, local legislation declaring racism as a public health crisis. Um, similarly, in Chicago, 36 hospitals and healthcare providers released a statement outlining their shared commitment to addressing racism as a public health crisis. Um, so there really are a number of layers that hospitals can take to their work. Um, and we are really excited to see the progress that is being made by the healthcare field and, and really where we go next. And so in the AHA's role in all of this is to report on it, to support health systems in doing so, to track it. What is the AHA's role in, in working with this? Yeah, so Scott, I would say it's all of the above. And we've um, done a lot of work in the past 
three to five years to really track what the hospital field is doing on societal factors that influence health. Um, we have a number of case studies and resources um, that are intended to help hospitals who want to take this on have um, examples of how it's been done, best practices for what has worked, what hasn't worked. Um, we're beginning to collect data around, um, you know, what are some of these programs actually producing in terms of results? So how are they actually lowering costs? How are they improving outcomes? How are they improving the patient experience? Um, because it really is that data that will allow us as the American Hospital Association to take that next step, which is to advocate for solutions at the federal level that make sense. So solutions that better align federal dollars um, and what the needs of communities are around the country and really to help us support that move um, from volume to value. So, you know, the work is really important, but capturing that data around what's happening as a result of the work is, is equally as important. Thank you very much. Priya, I want to thank you. Priya Basija, Vice President of Strategic Initiatives at the AHA, brilliant thinker and executor on things. So just a magnificent asset to the healthcare environment and ecosystem. Thank you, Priya, very much for joining us today. Thanks, Scott.